Welcome to the Weekly Record. I'm your host, Corey Stanton, and the electronic music scene coming out of Colorado will not be stopped. That's fine with me. On this episode of the Weekly Record, I'm chatting with Pfeiffer, aka Nick Locke. He's out of Denver, Colorado, right? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for carving out some time to talk with me about your brand new record. It just came out late February 2023. It's called Catalyst. We're going to take a listen to at least four of these 10 songs (laughs) on the record because I just couldn't pick. But I wanted to also say congrats on putting this record out for your first full length LP. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it feels so good to, I guess, have it out into the world. You know, I took a year of writing it and trying to produce it. And with that, learning as much as I could about producing music as well. And uh, really just trying to level up my sound. And, you know, along the way was tons of artistic insecurities and, you know, me getting into my head. After you hear a song, uh, like, you know, a hundred times, you start to... (laughs) You know, you, you don't hear it like everybody else. All you all you hear is the ingredients of it. So, right. you know, getting close to releasing the album, I was a little scared to let it go. But now that it's out there, it's had such a wonderful reaction to it. And I just, you know, I can't thank everybody who's listening enough. It really means the world to me. Can you tell us a little bit about the recording process and where did you record this? Of course, <laughs> I want to know about all the players on this album. And, you yeah, know, totally. we've got your fellow Colorado buddy manic focus and i think he's also got a new album coming out it actually just dropped yeah he's really been a big you know mentor in the whole music making process for me you know he's also become one of my very best friends and uh i love manic focus very much i'm proud of him for his album too but yeah i mean basically you know my album catalyst it all started last year you know, it was about a full year of writing the album. You know, my studio is in the basement of my house. I have like an extra bedroom that's dedicated to just that. And I pretty much just decided like, hey, I'm going to lock myself away in the studio for as long as it takes to, you know, really get what I want to say across and make music that sounds kind of like what I hear in my head. You know, I was hearing this like weird cross between hip hop music and R&B and funk and soul, all mixed with electronic and sound design. You know, I have a lot of influences and everything out here, you know, like Manic Focus, like Pretty Lights, like So Down. There's so many people out here that I really dig their sound. And I wanted to essentially contribute my own, you know, piece of the pie out here, come up with something that still sounds like me, but goes in the direction that I wanted it to. I wrote the songs pretty quick, I would say, you know, I probably had all 10 written and like outlined since, you know, maybe October of 2022. And then once they were all outlined and I was like, okay, this is like the album. It's like, now it's time to really get into the details and try to produce this in such a way that it sounds professional and it sounds like a level up from my last release. And it was hard. Uh, It was hard to find for a while. And, you know, somewhere along the way, I almost ruined a couple of the songs because I had overproduced them. And I was just like hearing the same songs over and over again and getting that ear fatigue and hearing things in ways that, you know, wasn't really helping me anymore. So, like, I had to kind of go back to the drawing board 
I actually talked to Manic Focus about it and showed him some of the songs that I was like, man, what happened here? Like, I feel like I just <laughs> lost all this low end and I lost all this like body to these songs. And he's like, you're just trying to make it like too perfect. You know, he's like, you need to just quit going for that. Like, I just had my cutoffs all weird. I was losing a lot of body. And, you know, J-Mac, Manic Focus, he was just like, man, you should just forget about the sub bass of those bass sounds and like take those EQs off and just like strip it down and go back to like the source and then go from there again. Once I did that, I feel like I got back on track and I started to love the way they sounded again. So, you know, it was a lot of uh, trial and error and talking to people that I really look up to about like, you know, what can I do to make this better? And just trying to learn as much as I can through the process, you know? Yeah. It was an honor to have a collab with J-Mac on there. I've been working with him for a while. We probably have three, maybe four collabs that we just started and they were just fun. And it's like this one that's on the album was like the one that we were like, okay, like this is sort of the sound we're trying to go for. It was so cool to have, you know, Kanika Moore and Jason Leach on the album uh Kanika is such a wonderful vocalist she's just insanely talented and it's so cool to see her sitting in with people like Talk and Sun Squabby and String Cheese so it's just really an honor to have worked with her I mean, she wrote the lyrics of Where You Are and it was such a heartfelt thing I think we have a song that really means something and Jason just ripping the synth and the keys and everything in that song just sort of pulled it all together and then my buddy Captain, I love Captain's sound so much. And, you know, we made the song Seven Days together. That one was like the first single that came out off the album. But that really helped me kind of get an idea of the sound I was going for and how I was going to mix like that hip hop vibe with electronic. So, you know, in a lot of ways, Captain was a big help in making this album. And anytime I needed feedback, he was ready to go, with, you know, feedback and help me fine tune things. He's one of my best friends out here. So oh, nice. Yeah, this, this album was very special. It feels so good to to have it done and be talking about it on the other side. You yeah, know? yeah, I hear that. Congrats again. On... With all kinds of doubts. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you're really putting yourself out there. You know, a lot of electronic music is so focused on these like drops and making these like crazy sounds. I really like had more of a vision of getting like what I want to say across more than like a sound before I knew what I wanted the album to sound like I knew what I wanted to say what I want is people to hear the album and to feel inspired to follow their own dreams there's no dream too big and I really wanted people to feel like they could pick up whatever their guitar is for them or whatever they're Ableton or whatever they use to produce music doesn't even have to be music. Maybe somebody's you know passionate about sports or like anything else, but whatever their dream is, they can go after that. You know, there's nothing that you can't achieve is basically the motto and the vision behind the album. So I, I wanted to write real lyrics and kind of get away from so much sampling and really just say something that's like what I'm feeling unique and from the heart and from the soul. So I think I was able to accomplish that and it feels good. Yeah. Woo. You're speaking my language. My, <laughs> I'm a big dreamer, big fan of following my dreams and supporting others. So love that. Talk to me about your first track, Still Turning. That one's just highly original. It's really about locking myself in the studio and making the album. And I had this rule where 
I would push it till 3.30 in the morning every night. That was my <laughs> that was my cutoff. Because for whatever reason, like if I were to pull out my computer right now and try to produce something at, you know, 3.45 in the afternoon, yeah. I don't know why, but but nothing would come out. You know, it's uh. like like in the afternoon, like I'm not creative like that. But in the middle of the night when everybody else is sleeping and everything's all still and I'm working on the computer, that's my creative hour. And if I go to sleep before then, you know, no matter how tired I get, it's like if I go to sleep before then, I sort of miss some of that creative opportunity. And if I just push, even if I get tired, I'll eventually find it and I'll be like, okay, there's the there's the gold I was looking for tonight. So I don't know, one night I was just sitting there writing lyrics and I was like, wow, I've got this idea like weed burning with the record still turning till 3.30 in the morning, you know, and it all kind of flowed from there. And I was like, oh, I just want to tell the story about how I feel and what I'm doing and what this album was like to write. And at the same time, I guess the inspiration came from I went to this record store in Denver. It's called Wax Tracks. And they have like a, you know, a used side. I like to go dig in for used vinyl. I like to particularly dig in the hip hop singles section. Uh, <laughs> sometimes you'll catch like an acapella on the B side or an instrumental on the B side. And you can do a lot with that. And so I have a song on the album called The 80s that I actually sampled a record, 116 Soldiers from. And, you know, I was working on that song. And I sort of also wanted to write Still Turning About finding that record and digging for inspiration. So as much as it's about me in the middle of the night doing my thing, it's also very much about like uncovering this inspiration from this lost album that was just a white cover. It didn't have any like record deal, any real writing on it. It was kind of a mysterious record and I just bought it for like a couple bucks. Yeah. So I was listening to it and then I started to get this inspiration for the 80s and so I wanted to write a little bit about that process too so the song's kind of a, a hybrid about just where my head was at going into writing the whole album you know yeah sweet let's take a listen to still turning a brand new track from electronic funk musician and producer Pfeiffer what goes around comes around like the record that we found with the soulful sound at the store downtown can't put a price on it got myself inside a record that was hot and i was vibing i knew i had to buy it with my last few dollars straight emptied out my pocket love the vintage tone saxophone take the beat home remix and drop stayed up all night thinking about the morning got ideas i probably should have recorded like myself in the studio windows boarded Old sounds got the record still turning. Aha, we burning with the record still turning till 3.30 in the motherfucking morning. Got the we burning with the record still turning till 3.30 in the motherfucking morning. Aha. We burning with the record still turning till. We burning with the record still turning to
We just heard Still Turnin', brand new music from Denver musician and producer Pfeiffer, a.k.a. Nick Locke. The track is off of his new record called Catalyst. Thanks again for taking some time to talk with me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. The next song that I really love, and it's sequential, and I do really like to listen to an album start to finish, and then I'll kind of bounce around. So In the Clouds is the next one that really stands out to me. And I'm like, who's on vocals? Who's on horns? Who's playing guitar? You know, I know Manic Focus, this is your collaboration with him. So yeah, talk to me about In the Clouds. Yeah, so this song, I guess I wrote slash got the inspiration for it from the first night I ever met J-Mac. We were down playing this hotel festival during COVID. It was called Revive, and it was in South Carolina. And I just remember I went up to this hotel room to kind of hang, meet everybody who was rolling with like the Mammoth Music Group squad at the time. I was new, you know, I was just getting started with the project and taking it seriously. I think Revive was my first music festival I ever played. You know, so I went up there and I knocked on the hotel door. I was kind of nervous to meet everybody. And J-Mac answered and he was like, yo, you're Pfeiffer. And I was like, <laughs> man, focus, man, what's up? And then, you know, we hung all night. He showed me magic tricks. And you know, I met everybody who was rolling with the Mammoth crew. And it was just such a fun night up in that hotel room. I guess like that's sort of where I got the lyrics from. It was like, went from feeling blue to a penthouse view. Look around the room. Everybody go, hey, oh, hey, oh. <laughs> And, uh, you know, that was uh, a big turning point for me in the project. I started writing that song and I I sent it to him and he digged it. And we kind of worked on it a little bit here and there, you know, since 2020, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that, that collab was sort of a long time coming. But as far as the instrumentation and everything goes, 
that's me on vocals. I do a lot of my own vocals. Awesome. I did the vocals in Still Turning that we just talked about and this song and a few others on the album. You know, I, I've taken essentially my real voice and I've made it this like deep, smooth, soulful kind of thing that I, I feel like is really like the Pfeiffer persona. Mm. I guess I got inspiration from that when I was a kid. I used to watch this show, The Fairly Odd Parents, all the time. And there was this one episode where Timmy Turner, the main character, he had like a radio station and uh, there was a microphone in there that was magic and he'd talk through it and it'd make his voice all deep and smooth. <laughs> and he said, I'm double T in the morning. And you couldn't tell who he was, you know, he was actually smack talking his babysitter, uh, Vicky, on that episode. <laughs> but, you know, I always was watching it and I was like, man, I when I grow up and I can afford to figure this out, like, I just want to have a microphone like that. And so when I started the Pfeiffer project and I was, doing some searching, you know, soul searching, trying to figure out what the sound was going to be that came to mind. And I was like, I should actually give myself that in real life now. Yeah, so that. that's sort of the origin of the of the voice. And then the guitar is me, you know, J-Mac wrote some of the, the melodies on keys and that kind of thing. And, you know, helped me fine tune the drums and, you know, the whole production of it all. You know, that song was a great opportunity to learn so much about production and, you know, get to know John over the course of that song. And, you know, fast forward to when we finally released it this February. I mean, the dude's my my good buddy. I don't know. This song is just very special. It means a lot and it tells a story. So, yeah, it was an honor to include it as part of my album, you know. Awesome. Well, let's take a listen to In the Clouds. This is brand new music from Pfeiffer. Went from feeling blue to a penthouse view. Look around the room, everybody go. A O A O. Everybody go. Yup. 
just heard In the Clouds, brand new music off of Pfeiffer's record, Catalyst. You're listening to The Weekly Record. I'm your host, Corey Stanton. I have this question that I love to ask specifically electronic musicians and producers like <laughs> yourself. How do you describe your music to someone who's never heard your music and maybe has either a misconception about what electronic music is? Yeah, yeah. I, I always like to say it's funk, soul, and blues reimagined Ooh. because I guess hip-hop's in there too. You know, a lot of those genres really share the same roots and all kind of developed into their own sound from sort of the same roots. I mean, like everybody knows what those genres are, funk, soul, blues, hip-hop. The, the electronic parts where some people start to get like a little confused, like, what do you mean? I feel like with where technology is and the sound of electronic music, it's very commonplace. Like even on the radio right now, like you're hearing pop hits that are very electronic and produced that way, mm -hmm. but nobody's even really thinking about the fact that they are. Right. People have become accustomed to hearing sort of a more electronically produced sound. So I, I sort of just want people to be like, oh, it's like that. And then they come see me and then they understand or they give the record a spin and they and then they understand like, oh, that's the electronic component. Right. At the end of the day, like it's funk music, it's soul music, it's hip hop, it's blues. It's got those old school guitar licks that you love. Mm -hmm. I listen to Hendrix, Clapton, you know, those are two of my favorites. So that's uh, you, you know. riffing on the guitar? That's you? Yeah, I do guitar on the whole album and then I play the guitar live as well. It's like a big part of my like stage presence and performance kind of thing. So like I've always just been really into listening to guitar players and learning licks and every guitar player has a fingerprint yeah. with their tone and the way they sound. Is it warm? Is it bright? Is it crunchy? Is it clean? Is it ambient? Is it washed out? Like what's the deal, you know? And so I was always interested in having my own fingerprint. Like I wanted a tone with the guitar that is me. And uh, that's been a big part of the learning process of, of making music is like, how do I kind of achieve that? And yeah, I wanted this like bluesy, like warm, soulful, still bright, like guitar tone. Also wanted to sort of have some roots in there from some of my favorite guitar players and show the similarities and the uniqueness at the same time. I love to play guitar. I've been playing since I was six. Oh, wow. And I think that's a big piece of the sound, you know. So, you know, whether you're into electronic music or you're into whatever other genre, I think that there's a little something for everybody in, in this album. You know, I'll never stop kind of trying to develop my sound and I'll never stop trying to grow as a musician. But, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with how it all turned out. And I think that I have created this like sound that is a perfect hybrid between a lot of the stuff that really speaks to me and has influenced me over the years. Yeah, cool. I've tried to play the guitar a few times and it just, my fingers get thrashed. If you could see my nails, I couldn't even play today if I wanted to, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's super cool. I think that's really neat when People have played an instrument for, you know, the majority of your life, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, my dad one year got me a guitar for Christmas. And he was like, ah, even if he doesn't play it, like, 
at least he's got the option to. Mm -hmm. And that Christmas morning, I saw it and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I just never put it down. Me and my dad would learn together different songs by like the Beatles and stuff for a little while. And we're taking lessons together. And I just played it a lot more than he had time to and stuff. So I eventually I passed him up, but he still plays <laughs> a little bit though. And that was always kind of our thing. I can't thank him enough for doing that, you know? Yeah. Did you grow up in Denver? Where Where are you from? I mean, I was raised in Connecticut until like seventh grade. And then I moved down to North Carolina, I guess, until 2021. And then I moved out here to Lakewood area near Denver in September of 2021. So I've, I've only been out here for almost a couple of years. But yeah, I love it out here a lot. I love North Carolina, too. That's yeah. that's my home, you know, okay. that's where my parents are at and everything. So, yeah. We've got a few more songs to talk about. Let's dive into Long Way Out. This one immediately grabs me with the funk and the vocals, which now I'm like, is that you on the vocals on this track? No, no, that, that, okay, that, that would have just <laughs> yeah, that, totally that, blown that, my that, mind. <laughs> that one's a sample that I found and I just, I really dig it. And, you know, I just licensed it and made it my own, chopped it up, did a lot of vocal processing. I didn't want it to sound too much like the record, but also wanted to sort of pay homage. As much as I like to sing on songs, I don't want to lock myself in a box where I have to have my vocals on everything. Mm -hmm. I feel like electronic music is very sample based. And when I'm playing live sets, I really like to be able to diversify mm -hmm. and, you know, have that distinction between like, okay, this one's my vocal, but like, I can still do things outside the box that aren't necessarily my voice. Like as much as like, I feel like my voice is a part of the fight for sound, I think it is important to have some other stuff in there and you know just make it interesting and you know when you drop like long way out live it's fresh and it's exciting and it's like okay what's he doing now that song was really cool you know I was listening to a lot of Pretty Lights, Daily Bread, Late Night Radio, Michael Menner kind of stuff at the time I was like oh I just really want to play with this like soul sound for a little bit of the album that's kind of what I was getting at with that this is one of the songs that I got to a point with where I was like, okay, I've heard this too many times <laughs> and I think I'm making mixing mistakes at this point. And this is one of the songs I brought to uh, J-Mac and I was like, hey, you know, what's going on with this? Why am I losing a lot of this low end in this body? And he was like, oh man, you just like overdone it, you know, like you need to quit overthinking this stuff. He's like, you, you know what to do. And it's just like simple, like it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be you. So that's some of the best advice I ever really got. And then I went back to the drawing board with this song and I sort of found what I was doing that I didn't like. And then I feel like I was able to get back to a point where I really like the way it sounds again. It's vintage. It's old school. It feels like a record, but it's produced in a way that, you know, still hits in the car, you know, fits on the album. I'm happy with it and I love this track a lot and sort of the meaning behind the samples I chose was you know it goes she brought me a mighty long ways and I guess I was thinking about how me and my girlfriend Roxy and our dog Bean like moved out here and we were in the U-Haul for like you know 72 hours just like driving <laughs> And had the U-Haul packed to the brim with our with all our stuff. And we had my car on a trailer behind the U-Haul. You know, we were just driving across the country with 
their whole lives. So yeah, yeah, it's a long way out, you know. Yeah, seventy-two hours is a long drive. <laughs> yeah, but it was uh, I'd never felt freedom like that before. Like everything packed up, and for that drive, you really don't have any place. You know, it's like you could go anywhere you want. I mean, we knew where we were gonna live and everything. We had a plan, but it felt really free and therapeutic mm. to get in all with everything and just start over kind of so i'll never forget that yeah well let's take a listen to long way out brand new music from denver musician and producer pfeiffer i'm gonna tell you what she did
We just heard Long Way Out, brand new music from Nick Locke, a.k.a. Pfeiffer. He's got a brand new record out called Catalyst, and I'm going to air this before your Meow Wolf performance, which is April 7th. Yeah. And you said that you curated the lineup, so talk to me about what people could expect. This was really special to me because in this journey of like learning how to produce music, one like really big resource has always been this guy named Slink. And he's on direct support for the Meow Wolves show. You know, he has these like YouTube videos on how to produce music. And I've watched all of them like three times. And it's been so helpful to me in finding like a more professional sound. In a lot of ways, I look up to him and he's been a game changer for me. I didn't know him, but, you know, I was like trying to figure out like, who do I want on direct support for this? Who would be different? Who would be cool? Like, who is someone that doesn't come around a lot that has a sound that is so unique and one of a kind and, uh, you know, and is a good person. And uh, I've been following him for years and I was like, oh, if I could get Slink, like, let me just see, like, if he's even available or like what it would even cost. And uh, I talked to him and he was excited, you know, he hadn't played in the U.S. in a long time. He's Australian, but he lives in Canada now. So it's a little more feasible Mm -hmm. to get him into the States. So it's an absolute honor to have him on the show. Also on support, we have Dreadlock, who's one of my very best friends in the world. He comes from North Carolina, one of my like long-term like best friends. And he taught me how to DJ and produce, you know, in Ableton at the very beginning. I had never played music in front of people in like 2016, 2017. I was hanging out with him though. His real name is Mikey. I was hanging out with Mikey all the time. And he was playing shows, you know, all over North Carolina and in Wilmington, doing all these pool parties and doing all this stuff with UNCW and, you know, all these colleges. And he heard me play guitar and he heard some of the music that I was making in the early stages before I even figured out what I wanted to call myself. And he was like, oh, yo, man, you got it. Like, I believe in you. And he put me in front of people for the first time. He was like, you got to play this guitar in front of people. Like, you got to drop a few of these songs. Like, I got a set coming up at this pool party. Like, let me play one of your songs and you come and play guitar and we'll rock together. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds like awesome. Also kind of scary. Yeah. He was like, like, it'll be fine. Like, just trust me. You know, I went and I played. And he was right. It was great. And every time he had a show, you know, he would put one of my songs in there and let me come play guitar. And so before I knew it, I knew all these, you know, I had all these new friends that loved to come to shows. And, you know, Mikey was a big part of building up the Wilmington community. Wilmington, North Carolina is our home, you know. So I feel like uh, he just taught me so much of what I know and got me started. And then fast forward to today, he's my roommate out in Denver. Oh, cool. Uh, we, We make music every day and you know trade secrets and you know with production and everything and you know he's still my very best friend so it's an absolute honor to be able to feature him on the lineup as well and then we've got uh elliptic playing and he's this guy in denver who i actually just met on tour with marvel years like maybe a few months ago maybe three months ago And he's just got this sound that's just amazing. It's old school. It's vintage. It combines electronic with funk and soul. It's very much uh, well-polished. And 
he's just a great guy. It's been so cool getting to know him. And uh, I wanted to put him on there and give him a chance to really show what he's got, you know, because I love his music and I love his vibe and I think he's a good person. So it's a perfect lineup, really. I'm really excited about it. I'll be in the crowd the whole night just getting it before I even get up there because I can't miss any of their sets. Yeah, I love that. It's a good mix of electronic and funk and also like dreadlock brings that like bass and like sound design sound as well. So, I, you know, I think we're covering a pretty wide variety of music. That's Meow Wolf in Denver on April 7th. Y'all should come. It's going to be an amazing night. We're going all out on production, too. We've got a bunch of lasers going to be in there and Meow Wolf projection maps the whole room. So oh, it, wow. it's like a vibe in there. I'm really excited. Sweet. Well, let's talk about seven days a week. This is your most played song on Spotify. Um, <laughs> and you were talking about your buddy Captain, right? He's on yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, I love the lyric. I think it's like, keep it 100 seven days a week. Yeah, he came to me, you know, we've been hanging out and we've been making some music and, you know, doing some shows together. And then he was like, well, we should we should do a collab. And I was like, you're so right. We would, <laughs> I think our sounds would really mesh well. I love hanging out with him and working with him with such a breeze. He came over and he had this video that he had taken some at some point in his travels. It was in like a subway. And there was this guy and he was singing a similar song, but it was more oriented towards, I guess, like being high. We were like, we can't like we don't really like vibe with that so much. But like we were like, what if it was more about being fly? Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. And so we kind of took the lyrics that were the original song that this guy was singing in the subway and like made it our own and uh, keeping it 124 hours, seven days a week. I mean, that's that's important. You know, you got to you got to stay on your game. You got to keep grinding when you're trying to achieve, you know, dreams. You got to dig deep and kind of push. And it's important kind of to bring the most out of each other. We were like working on this song and we were like, man, I really feel like this is capturing our vibe or whatever. And, you know, he laid down like the synth line and I started laying down some guitar and then I did the vocals myself and I was feeling like this is the Pfeiffer vocal, but like, how are we going to make this our own? And so we actually recorded his voice as well and layered it in with mine. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it made for this like really unique sounding voice. So I feel like it's a perfect collab. Like we both worked so hard on it and we did the whole thing together in person too, which is kind of rare. A lot of times you end up passing projects to one another back and forth and working on your own time in your own studio. Mm -hmm. And that's great sometimes, but me and him just work so good in person. We probably had that song wrapped up in like three weeks, start to finish. Yeah. And then we released it as the first single off the album and it went really well i couldn't believe the overwhelming reaction i think that we have we just hit like seventy thousand plays on that song and it's really just kind of propelled both of our careers and both of our discographies it's gotten us a lot of listeners and it's allowed us to also share listeners too like people who like captain now know who i am and vice versa You know, in the future, I'd love to keep working with him. We have a VIP of that song that we've been working on. That'll be very special that I might play at the old Meow Wolf show. And yeah, we've got a couple more collabs that we'll probably do together. We even performed together at Sonic Bloom 
uh, last year, and we plan on doing more of that type of thing as well. You're like playing a... Sonic Bloom this year too, I think I saw on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I'm so pumped. Yeah, this year it's just me doing a Pfeiffer set. Last year we did like a true like Pfeiffer back-to-back captain, and it was really special. And I think we're going to do more of that maybe once or twice a year or something like that in the future. But I'm stoked for Sonic Bloom. And yeah, I feel like this song really just like was a staple on the album. So really much love to Captain for working on it with me. And uh, yeah, I really respect him. Look up to him as a musician, too. Here is Seven Days a Week, a new track from Pfeiffer. just heard seven days a week brand new music from pfeiffer aka nick Locke. he's out of denver colorado it's off of his brand new record called catalyst we got to talk about where you are um <laughs> i didn't see this coming i mean you're you're going through the album and then all of a sudden there's 
female <laughs> vocals coming out and Kanika Moore. Yeah, Kanika Moore. Yeah, yeah she's, she's fire. She's so amazing. Yeah. How did this collaboration come about? Well, she plays with a, a band. She has her own solo career as well, but she plays with a band called Doom Flamingo. And I've, I've been a big fan of Doom Flamingo for a while. My manager, Calhoun, he's from South Carolina. Uh, you know, they're from South Carolina around the same areas. And, you know, they play a lot in Charleston and really all over now at this point. But us being, you know, Carolina boys, we always were digging Doom Flamingo and you know I've seen her play live and she's so amazing. She's a star. And when it came time to write the album, I was like, I, you know, I do want to work with some vocalists. And so I was like, okay, like I know exactly what vocalist I want to feature. I also, for that matter, knew that I wanted to get outside the box on one song at least. And maybe play more towards Mm R&B and maybe play more towards that pop sound that you're starting to hear more and more on the radio. Like everything's funky, like everything's like hip hop, everything's R&B and soul, like pop music is in such a good place right now. So I wanted to kind of try my hand at it, I guess, and see what I could come up with. And I was watching a lot of, there's this show on Netflix called The Get Down, and it's sort of a uh, prelude to like the Wu-Tang Clan and uh, to like the whole hip hop movement that came up in New York around that time. I mean, that's just where it was made and like where its original roots are. And there's a, a theme song for that show. And uh, the theme song was actually sung by Christina Aguilera. I was listening to, you know, this like r&b pop song that's in c sharp minor or something i think and that just gives this like really like unique vibe and sound and i was like oh kanika like really lends to that whole vibe so i wrote the song in its entirety minus the lyrics but i wrote all the instrumental aspects and then i sent it to her and i was like would you be down to work on this and then she sent me back three or four ideas and I was like, oh, I really vibe with this one. Like, I want to be wherever you are because we're musicians. We're always on the road. You know, as much fun as it is to be on the road, we're always away from the people that we love, yeah. um, you know, to go play shows and, you know, be out there and put ourselves out there. I'm always on the road thinking of Roxy and our dog Bean And I know that she is always on the road thinking of, you know, the people she loves. And same thing with Jason Leach. You know, he goes on the road and he's away from Macy. Like, we're all thinking about who we love. And so that's what that song is really about. You know, then I was like, okay, like, we've got the vocals on this and it sounds good and I dig it. But, like, it needs something more real with the instrumentation. And my guitar just wasn't really, like, fitting, you know? Like, my guitar was kind of hitting the same frequency ranges as her voice. And I wanted her to be the star of the show on this one. So I was like, yo, Jason, like, what do you think about maybe laying down some synth and keys here? And he was like, I love the song. Like, let me see what I can come up with. And he sent it back and it was just perfect. And I, I just like barely had to do anything to his part. And it just sat so good with the mix. And it made for these big moments for him to rip the synth and hit the solos. And it made for a lot of fun for me as a producer because I could create these call and response moments between Kanika and Jason. It was just something totally different, still somehow fits with the album, but a completely different vibe. And it really 
was a big growth moment for me as a producer in the studio to have like real instruments and like you know real voice and put them together and make this like real song that like maybe could even go on the radio and like appeal to like pop culture so it was just another step along the way of finding my sound and uh it's a complete honor to work with both of them i just can't thank them enough for being part of this whole album so I want to go back to something that you said at the very beginning, because I was kind of like, did you finish this record in four months? No, no. But I, I probably wrote the record start to finish in four months. And then the hard part came where I was like, okay, now I need to like produce this. Right. And are you mixing? And then did you send it to get mastered? Are you mastering? I mix the master. I do it all in house. It was hard. I'm not the best mixer or master, you know, like I, there's people who just kick my doors in when it comes to that. But my thing with it is, you know, I, as a person want to be in a place in like 10 years where I am a, a master at those processes. The only way to learn about them and get to that level is to, you know, hit the 10,000 hour rule yeah. when it comes to mixing and mastering. Maybe I'm not getting the most perfect sound right now that exists possible but when i listen to my favorite artists like manic focus or like grizz or like pretty lights if you listen to their discography from front to back you can hear them grow as a person as a producer and you can hear the sound get better and better and more polished and more polished as the years go and that's sort of like what i want like when i think about my discography from a future perspective, like I want somebody to like maybe find me in like five years on whatever album I'm doing then and be like, oh, like I kind of want to run this guy's discography like front to back. And when they do, I want them to hear my whole journey and I want that to be authentic. And I don't want it to be like, oh, I know I can pay this guy to get this perfect sound. So I'm going to do that. It's like I want to put out that like not perfect sound right now. And eventually I'll find it on my own and you'll be able to hear the growth. Also, for that matter, at that point in time, I'll be, you know, good, like really good at mixing and mastering. And I really want to get to that point. So as much as it's about trying to put out this like polished product and stuff, it's like also important to be authentic and maybe not put out music that's better than you could put out. You know, we live in this like crazy culture where it's like everybody expects everybody's music to be perfect and everybody expects everybody's music to be a certain loudness. You know, there's this whole thing with the loudness war where producers are constantly trying to master their music louder and louder and louder and louder. And uh, it makes it hard to like stand up against them on like Spotify because it's like somebody's music's hitting at like negative four luffs. And it's like my music hits up more like negative 11 and a half loves. It's just a process, a growth process. And me just wanting to learn as much as I can about this stuff. So I'm just rolling up my sleeves and kind of learning about it and getting my hands dirty and seeing what I can do. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes. You've mentioned earlier Showdown and you just mentioned yeah. Pretty Lights, Grizz, Manic Focus, and Marvel Years. These are all Colorado, yeah. I think all Denver, Colorado-based musicians yeah. producers is that what brought you out to Colorado I've been working with my manager Calhoun for a long time he's my first ever manager and I'm his first solo client you know when I first started working with Calhoun I was in North Carolina he was in LA 
And uh, we started working more and more with, you know, these artists that I mentioned that I look up to. And we started working more and more with, you know, Mammoth Music Group. That's the funk NECA, you know. And I wanted to go somewhere and take that next step in my life and really give this my main effort and my full attention and chase this dream for real and see, you know, what would happen. And me and Calhoun decided we were both going to move to Denver and we were going to get a house together with our buddy Jared and my girlfriend Roxy. And at the time we had, you know, Mike and Dylan from Wobble Factory living with us too. So like all of us were like, wow, like we really have these dreams that we want to take to the next level. You know, my girlfriend Roxy, she's an amazing artist. She moved out here with, you know, the same kind of dreams, you know, we all had the same kind of dreams and we wanted to make it all real. So we moved into this house and started being creative all the time together and pushing each other to work at our craft every day. And yeah, I mean, we moved out here just to be a part of the community. I'd been to Red Rocks so many times and traveled out here for so many shows. And what I noticed is that the community in Denver is very special And people come to the shows, not for the party, but for the music Mm -hmm. and people, you know, will listen the whole time and really like almost scrutinize it. Like, you know, it's like (laughs) there's like real music fans here, you know, because of all the great names that have come through here and really contributed to this community before my time. It's so strong out here for this sound. I'd say that Denver is the Mecca for electronic funk and soul. And yeah, I just wanted to come out here and be part of it and maybe contribute my own sound a little bit to, you know, this community. And, you know, maybe someday somebody will consider me, you know, one of the contributing guys when it comes to the sound out here. So it's just a lot about dreaming. And also there's a great quality of life here in Denver. I love to hit the mountains and I love to, you know, go hiking and I love to go to hot springs and you know, me and Roxy just really love living out here. So as much as we miss North Carolina and all the friends and all the family and everything, it's time for something new. And Denver was the spot. You know, once I moved out here, everything fell into place. And now I am signed with Mammoth and everybody who is signed there is a good friend of mine. And everybody who works there is so talented. And I don't know, it's just a family. I love them very much. I can't thank them enough for all the help they've been to this project. So yeah well nick thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me and if you can just share with the weekly records listeners where they could find your music and then also where we can keep an eye out for upcoming shows yeah so my music's available on you know spotify apple music soundcloud pretty much anywhere where you would bump tunes you can find it and uh, I love when people go and check it out on Bandcamp. You know, I've had a lot of support on Bandcamp, and that's a huge help to the project. As far as like upcoming shows and stuff, I'm always posting on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm you know real active on there. Then my website too, www.pfeiffer.com. It's always updated with all the upcoming shows. I know we have the Meow Wolf show that we talked about. I'm doing a couple stops in Michigan coming up with Late Night Radio and Slink as well. I'm also doing a couple stops in Ohio with them, same tour party. And then, you know, festival season's right around the corner, going to hit summer camp and Sonic Bloom. So I'm sure I'll see a lot of uh, a lot of you guys all around 
And uh, yeah, I just I appreciate all the support. Thanks for talking to me and talking about the album. I'm glad you dig it. And, uh, you know, thanks to everybody out there who's been listening. It truly means the world to me. And this project is my dream. And my mission statement behind it is to help more people follow and find their dream. So I think a world full of people who are following their dream, that's what's going to change everything. That's why I called my album Catalyst is because I feel like I'm a catalyst for helping people in that regard. And I want more people to become catalysts and know they can become catalysts for the next. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. We could all use some support in following our dreams. You've been listening to The Weekly Record. I'm Corey Stanton. We're going to go out on a track called Where You Are off of a brand new record called Catalyst from Denver-based musician and producer Nick Locke, also known as Pfeiffer. For more new music and interviews, visit theweeklyrecord.com and check out The Weekly Record wherever you tune in for your podcasts. Thank you for listening.
No.